and welcome to another episode of Jackman Radio. I am your host, Mike Jackman. It's good to be back, and let me tell you, I am very excited tonight. We have a very special guest. We have actor Dave David Harris, who played Cochise in the cult classic film, The Warriors. David, how you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing good, Mike. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Hey, a pleasure. A pleasure. <clears throat> now, apart from The Warriors, uh, I was reading you also appeared in um, another TV show that I really loved back in the 80s, MacGyver. Yes, yes. I, I uh, worked on MacGyver, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, so... They don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> no, I, I heard that they they, uh, they did a new reboot of the show, but I don't know how well it's faring, but uh, yeah. They, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it in anything like that. I, I, I don't know. They don't... Uh, I wish them well. <laughs> hey, there's no way they can recapture the mullet, man, you know? No, no, it was a different time. It was just a different time. And you were also in, I'll name off a couple of shows here too, just for your resume, um, in the okay. heat, In the Heat of the Night... Yes. And NYPD Blue. Yes. Law and Order. Yes. And the Academy Award-nominated film A Soldier's Story with Robert Redford, I believe. No, A uh, Soldier's Story is with Denzel Washington. Oh, Denzel. Uh, Robert was another uh, movie. That... The one I did with uh, Robert Redford and Jane Alexander was a movie called Brubaker. Okay, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I got my facts Fox there. <laughs> So yeah, so um, you know tonight's a special episode of Jackman Radio. We're going to kind of be focusing on the the Warriors. Um, okay. You know it's a, it's. I know I told you in emails, man. I love the movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It's it, it's so uh, I don't know. It's gritty, but it's also kind of comic book. But it's it's also kind of surreal. Um, can you describe some of your experiences filming that movie? You know, being on the streets in New York at all hours of the night. Um, you know, just what that atmosphere was like. Well, you know, for, for a young actor, it was my first major film. I mean, I did little short movies, and I, I did made-for-TV movies, and I did a lot of episodic. But The Warriors was my first major theatrical film. And, uh, you know, I, I'm in New York, but being in the movie and shooting basically at night for like 80-something straight nights, was amazing for a young actor to be one of the most exciting cities in the world, New York City. I mean, what doesn't happen in the Big Apple? <laughs> right, you, you must have been kind of wired shooting that nonstop like that, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, actually, Walter probably shot like three <clears throat> different versions of the Warriors. We were supposed to, we had like an eight to nine week shoot schedule. We were supposed to finish the movie, wrap the movie in about eight or nine weeks. Well, we went almost five and a half months. So I mean, it tells you wow. what what we were doing. I mean, the studio just loved the dailies that Walter was sending back to California, and I apparently they kept giving them license to keep keep shooting and keep keep going, keep going, keep going, because we stretched from almost eight to nine weeks into five and a half months. So there's a big difference in time and money. Uh, yeah. But it was an amazing. Like I said, I mean, it's got to be three different versions of the Warriors. The film does not start off at night. It does not start off with what you see at night. It starts off in the daytime on our turf at Coney Island in the daytime, talking about going to the Bronx and talking about this. And you, you meet Cleon's girlfriend, which she's not in the movie anymore because she was cut out because all that day stuff that we shot, uh, that's in a vault in Paramount somewhere. Should he mean, uh, there were so many wonderful scenes. I mean, we, we fight this gang in Chinatown called the Thong. 
that's at day uh, at daytime. Uh, Swan gets caught by uh, an all boy gay gang called the Dingoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I would love to see that. I don't think either of those two uh, sub sub scenes would be uh, politically correct in our our today's climate, but I think I think that'd be great. Yeah, oh no, it was amazing. But you know, that's all that stuff is in the all that stuff is in the fault. See what I mean? Uh, in well, Paramount, because they own it. Maybe, and, maybe uh, someday. Maybe one never knows, right? One never knows. I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, you can go on the site where you can get some of the uncut uh, scenes from the Warriors. It's on YouTube. The uncut scenes from the Warriors. You can go there and you can look at the stuff that some of the stuff that we shot in Coney Island in the daytime. You can see it. You can actually watch. It. It's called the uncut scenes from the Warriors. Oh, I would and definitely. You can see it. You can view it on YouTube. Yes, it's on YouTube. Oh, I'll definitely check that out. And uh, the version I have on DVD, I think, came out in 2005, and it's got that little um, kind of preamble, I think, that Walter Hill narrated or someone else narrated where they really kind of compare it to, uh, they frame it as like a, a epic um, Greek or, or uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Like an odyssey, like an epic odyssey. Oh, well, it was. It was. The book, if you read the book by uh, Sal Yurik, he took it off a Greek, a Greek, a this, this Greek army that got caught behind Persian lines in back in the, you know, uh, you know, uh, BC something. You know what I mean? When the, right. when 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 the Greek army was a very powerful army, but they were fighting in Asia and in Persia, and they got caught behind uh, uh, enemy lines, and they had to fight their way from behind enemy lines back to their to their to their to their uh, their, their, their territory. And the thing is, is that Walter adapted. <laughs> The, the book by Saul Urich into a movie version of the Warriors, and that's what it was based upon. When we're, we go all the way up to the Bronx uh, in, in Goodwill, and we have to fight out, then we get accused of killing this leader, you know, uh, uh, Cyrus, and we have to fight our way all the way back from the Bronx, which we never been there before, all the way back to Coney Island, the big CI. Oh, yeah. And we have to fight every gang in the city to get home. What do you what do you know about Cyrus? The one and only magic, a whole lot of magic. <laughs> oh man, I love it, man. I, I I've been watching this movie since I was a little kid, and, and um, the first time I saw it, I watched it with my dad, and, and he's like, "Yeah, they're, they're basically just running the whole movie. It's like a, it's like a one long giant chase scene." And um, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah, it's it's you know the characters are very colorful though. All the the costumes and the colors really kind of pop out and in stark contrast to the grittiness of the city, like the subway scenes, the scene in the bathroom, uh, just running around the streets. You know, the scene in the park. I mean, it's it's seeing that big crowd that when Cyrus addresses all the gangs at the beginning of the film, it's just hard to believe that you know you guys were able to get that many people together to film something like that. And right. I, I was reading today there were actually real gang members on set or that were actually at, 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 during that scene in the park? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that the studio sent social workers out to, uh, because they had a getting you know, close to 2,000 extras and where we're going to get them from. So they went into these neighborhoods and they said, look, you know, we'll pay you X amount of dollars, whatever that was. And uh, you get a box lunch and you get to be in this big movie called The Warriors. Okay. So a lot of, you know, kids from real gangs, wanted to be in a movie and they came out and they, that's how they, they went to youth organizations and they got, they were able to fill up that, you know, fill up that space. You know what I mean? They were able to, you know, fill it up with all those different kids. And, uh, yeah, there were a lot of real gang members there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there were some incidents that happened, but 
they had good uh, crowd control. They had a lot of great PAs, production assistants, and a lot of second second ads. And uh, you know what I mean. And there were there were undercover cops, and they you know they they kept it under control, so it didn't get mad. It didn't get crazy. You know, with a bunch of gang fights and right. kids getting hurt and beaten up or any of that sort of stuff. No one really got hurt. It was it was you know we shot that in two nights. Right, that, that big scene. Yeah, you it, know, so... Is, is it true that there were actually people throwing bricks at the cast and crew during filming of some of the scenes? In, 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 some, in some neighborhoods, you know, we were we were chased out of some neighborhoods. You know, it, it got where, you know, I, I don't know what happened, why that did, but we were asked to, production was asked to leave in some neighborhoods, and we not, and that's the way it was. Wow. See what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of neighborhoods that we shot up in the Bronx and stuff where... You know, the local gang guys, you know, told the production people, like, look, okay, it's fine when they wear their colors, their vests, when you're shooting. But as soon as they're not shooting, those vests get off and they wear regular shirts. And we had to do that. Really? And we did that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when we were not shooting, like, say, we broke for lunch or whatever, we could not wear those vests. We could not wear those colors. We had to put on street clothes. That's <laughs> kind of... We couldn't... Well, we, Wow, that's kind of reflected in the scene where you guys uh, are, are walking through and, and Swan's negotiating with the leader of that kind of hapless gang where it says yeah, you, you the guys... Yeah, the office, not the office, uh, whatever they were called, yeah, the office. Yeah, yeah, they weren't... The office, right. They, they weren't invited to the big shindig with Cyrus, were they? Right, so they were so down on the list that nobody even counts them, you know, what's They're so down on the list that nobody counts them. Oh, man. You see, Warriors, you see what you get when you met with the Warriors, when you met with the office? <laughs> and so, Swan says, we're going we're gonna to march right through these lame dick territories. <laughs> <laughs> so, so watching the movie, it really looks like you guys did a lot of your own stunt work, too. Can you comment on the fight scenes? And, and uh, you, you were probably, I don't know, 18, 19, or 20, obviously a lot yep. of energy and strength. Um, what yep. Did you do most of your own stunts? Well, thank God we were. Walter, what he did, he said he cast, actors that he told the actors like this is going to be a very physical movie it's going to be a lot of running a lot of fighting do you know what I mean and uh we'll bring they brought in this amazing group of people called stunts unlimited from california to train us to you know how to throw a punch how to land how to do this and how to do that so we were able we were able to do a lot of our own stunts we didn't have a lot of stunt guys trying to double for us and that really really helped uh I mean, he cast guys that were in very good shape. If you look at all the guys, they're lean and mean. You know what I mean? If you look at all the Warriors, they're lean and mean. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We were all in terrific shape. We were all in incredible shape because we had to run and fight, run and fight, run and fight. And uh, a lot of the fight scenes were very stylized. Like, my favorite fight scene is with the baseball furies in the park. Now, I'm not in that scene. I get caught by the girl gang, the Lizzie, because we get broken up. We get we get split up. Right. But that's my. It, if you look at the scene, what Walter did. If you look at an old movie called The Seven Samurais. Okay, if you look at an, an old wonderful Hezekawa uh, movie, it was shot like in like the late fifties. It's an it's an amazing classic movie, and uh, you know with the samurai swords. And if you look at how Walter shot the baseball series. It's nothing but samurai swords. It's a, it's a, with bats. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of using swords, they have baseball bats. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, especially the gut shots. And you've never seen anybody shot, a film shot like that. You've never seen a gang member. And, and the, in in what, uh, the, the, the makeup artist did with the makeup for all the different gangs, 
especially the baseball series, was just so menacing. It was so unbelievable to come out in those baseball uniforms and those half-colored faces with the bats, and then we fight them in the park. And it's so stylized. It's so incredibly stylized and so lit and well by the late, great Andy Laszlo, you know, was just who, who made the film look so beautiful. Oh, it's iconic. Because the way he lit the movie, the way he lit the movie. It's absolutely iconic. I mean, the, the yeah, just that one part of it, the, the baseball theories. I mean, there was a movie that came out a few years ago called uh, Murder Party, which had a character that was dressed as one of them. I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. that one. Um, no, I have but not. It's, it that. turns up in TV shows, and oh, it's just it's it's incredibly iconic. And um, to your character now, Cochise, uh, I was doing a little mm-hmm. research on the name and, and what the the background is. So it's kind of obviously there's a real Native American motif going on, and I, I read that the name Cochise translates to wood, um, and a, re- a renowned warrior chief of an Apache tribe. Were, were you really instru- oh. instrumental in coming up with the look, or were you kind of? Do they already have well, that? I had the, the, it was the, the costume designer, Bobby Mannix, and Walter Hill. And then I got to put my little two cents in there. So it was basically a collaboration on Walter Hill, how he imagined, how he, he in his mind, what Cochise would look like, <clears throat> and Bobby Mannix. You know what I mean? Right. And so I, I wanted, when I heard, when I got cast, I was the last warrior to be cast. I was the last guy to be cast in the movie. Walter saw so many actors in New York, and apparently, I don't know what happened, but they didn't work, and I was doing a play in Minneapolis called Stream. It's a wonderful, wonderful play. I came home, and my agent said, listen, uh, David, uh, there's a movie going to be shot in New York called The Warriors, okay? Walter Hill is directing it. It's Paramount Pictures, and Walter's trying to cast his last character, uh, Coach Heath. He saw a lot of actors, but apparently he didn't like anybody he saw we want, to, want you to go up to Paramount and go meet Walter and Reed and all that. And I did. And lo and behold, that same day, my agent got a call from the studio saying, David's been cast as Coach East in the Warriors. And I said, wow. When I read the script, I was going, wow. You know, this guy's got to look like this famous American, Native American Indian, which was a very famous man, Coach East, the Apache Nation. Right. This man was real. This was, this was, was a great warrior, was a great American, Native American hero. I mean, this guy was, was just an amazing warrior to his people. And uh, I wanted him to look like that. I wanted to, I didn't want, I wanted the character to look like uh, a Native American. So thus came in uh, Bobby Maddox and her idea and her costumes, right? And Walter Hill and my little two cents and uh, basically created Cochise. And if you look at his outfit, it's the most most flamboyant outfit of all the Warriors. I mean, he stands out because of the way he's dressed, the way what he looks like. Do you know what I mean? It's very recognizable. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, it stands out. And you know, I get that from everyone that says the film. Wow, your your costume was the most amazing costume out of all the Warriors. Yeah. It was just if you look at Cowboy and you look at Furman and you look at Ajax and you look at Snow and you look at Swan and you look at Cleon. I mean, basically, it's all about the vest. But Cochise is about the vest and that whole Indian attire that he has on. Oh yeah, the whole head. And it separates him. And the, it separates him. The headdress with the feather—it's almost like a little. It's a little bit of Keith Richards, a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe he's. You know what I mean? Well, he does that. I guess that's more of a modern look for him. So maybe, maybe you inspired Keith Richards. I don't know. 
That could know. be. That could be. It very well it could, could be. It could be. <laughs> the, the feather it talisman, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> earlier you mentioned that scene with the Lizzies, and I, I love that scene. I mean, that's uh, you know, you, you're going into that scene with the two other characters, uh, very confident. Yeah, we're going in with Vermin and and and, uh, and Rembrandt. Right. Very, very confidently, and then uh, the tables are yeah, turned. Yeah, when we get off the train, I go, well, well, look what you find in the big city. <laughs> what, what is, uh, someone says, oh, they're packing, or, or they're holding, or... Uh... No, 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 Vermin, uh, 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 Rembrandt goes, the chicks are packed, the chicks are packed! <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose. Because the, we think we're going to get, you know, have get laid and have a great time, and oh, all yeah. with these girls who've been running and fighting guys all night long. And remember, I go and I go, hey, man, take it easy. We just got here. A little break in the action. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and, a little break in the action. We got these beautiful girls. Let's have a good time. And, and the name of the Lizzie's, too, going back to the first two that you mentioned that they shot during the daytime, the the, the, uh, the all-boy one and the Chinatown one. Then you got the Lizzie's very close to the Lezzie's. But I think this is well, yeah, cutting-edge yeah. stuff. A I lot mean, of people, uh, uh, you know, assimilate that name with, well, it's their lesbian gang. You know what I mean? Right. They're yeah. all girls. They don't have any guys. No, they don't, they don't need guys. What, what right. do they say? Our guys are out in the Bronx for the night or something. They're not coming back. Right. Don't we're, 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 remember, she goes, they're real cripples. Forget yeah. about them. They're real cripples. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo I love it, man, because in the movie, it, it wasn't, you know, obviously 1979, you know, not that long ago, but a totally different time than what we're dealing with now. And um, really not afraid about p political correctness and about uh, who it's going to offend. Now, I was also reading during some of the research that, the, the movies caused quite a stir when it came out that there were actually riots in some of the movie theaters. Or, or, do you... Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I would. I don't know if I would use the word riots, but there were fights that broke out between opposing gangs. You know, anytime you're going to have a bunch of young hotheads in a in a movie watching a movie about gangs and all that fighting, testosterone levels start jumping up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They start jumping up, and you have opposing gangs and you know, watching a movie like that. You know. They're going to start. They're going to start acting up and being stupid and silly. And it did happen. It did happen in, in uh, theaters across the nation where, unfortunately, the movie was pulled by a lot of theaters. Because they were, oh, you know, it's causing problems, and they pulled it. They didn't give it a chance. They didn't give the Warriors a chance. And a lot of theaters, I believe in the Midwest, I may be wrong, I'm not quite sure. Again, you can pull that up. Uh, but, you know, theaters pulled it. They didn't give it its total runtime because right. they were saying, well, fights are breaking out and, you know, we can't have this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So unfortunately, uh, there were incidents like that that did happen. I think if anything that drew attention to it and made people want to see it even more. And, 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 well, and... people did want to see it even more. Young, young people were turned away by the droves. There were people trying to get in to see that movie at 12 years old. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they were trying to get in to see the movie at 12. Yeah, yeah. I, they heard so much about this movie called The Warriors. I was thinking earlier too. You guys are really kind of like the original Sons of Anarchy, you know, <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. I mean, not a biker gang, but you know, I guess it's a gang, and and uh, there's unique members with unique personalities, and uh, there's also a likability factor though about all you guys, you know, which I find very interesting about the movie. You know, well, you know, if you look at it, we're an interracial gang. You know what I mean? And there's no yeah. color barriers there. Which made us appeal to everyone. Right. It made the Warriors appeal to everyone. We were the only basically interracial gang. We came from out of Coney Island. Do you mean? And uh, you know, our first leader Cleon was black, and right. he gets killed at the big conclave scene. And the and war chief is white. 
is, is, is Swan. He puts him in seats as Swan. You're, you're watching second in command. You don't see all that. That's what's shot in the daytime when he's telling each warrior what to do. When Cleon's assigning us our duties, he goes, Ajax, coach East, heavy muscle. You know what I mean? Because Ajax can kick some butt. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He was our best fighter. Ajax basically really was our best fighter. He was heavy muscle, you know, and so was Coach East. You know, but you don't see all this because all that stuff was not in the movie. Right. It well, fell on the cutting room floor. Yeah, that's, so that's too bad. So Juan becomes, and we look, if you look at the Warriors, that's what made it appeal so much because there, there was black, white, Hispanic. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was an interracial game. It had everything. So neighborhood, you know, it had everything. You mean? <laughs> it had a girl who, uh, Mercy, becomes our warriorette. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She becomes part of us. She becomes our warriorette. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and it appealed to everyone. You know, it wasn't about color. No. It wasn't about race. It, it was about these guys that didn't do anything. Didn't yeah. hurt anyone. But got accused because of this maniac, Luther. The Warriors did it. The Warriors did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, where you just did it. Yeah, I, I want to talk for a sec. What uh, what was it like working with David Patrick Kelly? Did you have much interaction with him oh, during the shoot? I, I mean, I he's would just work with that. I would work with that man any day of the week. I would work with that man for nothing. The guy is an amazingly brilliant, brilliant actor. I mean, he's done so many of uh, Forty Eight Hours, uh, Commando, on and on and on and on. Yeah, uh, he's done. He was a, he was a, he had a reoccurring role on uh, Law and Order. I mean, this guy's just an he's an amazing musician. He was on Broadway for a year and a half in a play called uh, Nice. You know what I mean? Oh, and he was no. wonderful. And, oh, yeah, he's an amazing. People just think that he's an, uh, 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 an actor, but no, he's a musician, a writer, a songwriter. He plays, like, all these different instruments. He's like Prince. This guy's amazing. Uh, wow. And he's, just, just, just amazing. He's, just amazing. He's coming back in May for the Twin Peaks Season 3. I don't know if you heard about yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying this guy is just—he's just an and he's a wonderful, wonderful. He's not that psychiatric, pathological maniac that he plays in so many movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he's, he's <laughs> totally nothing like that. He's an actor. Yeah, he's just a great I mean, actor. He's like <laughs> he really is, and he's such a kind human being. I mean, he back in the day, him and Deborah on were on Broadway and here. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, him and Deborah on Broadway in here. Yeah, he's had he's. You guys have all had quite a quite a storied career since the Warriors, and, and uh, you know James Remar comes to mind. Obviously, he went on to do um, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, uh, the TV show Dexter. Uh, you know, a bunch of projects. Oh, he's done so many different projects. I mean, the guy's worked his butt off. Yeah, you know, Michael has done many projects before the Warriors and and after the Warriors, but you know, he's a kind of a minister now. Terry's a minister now. I'm kind of like, I'm still in the business. Brian Tyler was a state trooper for 22 years, New York state trooper for 22 years. No, after Shortly doing the Warriors, after, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, after doing the Warriors, he never did another movie in his life. Wow. The Warriors was his first and last movie. Well, hey, that's, you know, that's a great story. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, got, you guys all got back together for Rockstar Games in 04, 05 to do the video game, uh, The Warriors. What, what was that experience yeah. like? That was so, we were so happy. And that was such a pleasant thing to do, to do the video game, you know, come back and be with the guys again in the studio. And it was a lot of fun uh, to do that. And uh, I loved the final results. I, you know, I saw the game and uh, I love what they did with my character, Coach Cheese. They beefed him up a lot. Uh, 
you know, he has a very pivotal role in the in the uh, video game. He's a lot of fun. A lot of people like playing my character, uh, Coach Chiefs, in the video game. And Rockstar did a very, very good job with it. You know, I mean, yeah. I like their work. I mean, they did a great job with Grand Theft Auto. You know, oh, yeah. so they produce good, they do good work. They do good work. They do, and I think last year I was reading it was released on on a, on the PlayStation Four platform. In... Yes, yes, it was. You saw it here, so it was. You know what I mean? But it was it was great coming back and doing that. Now there was talk of a remake of the Warriors by uh, Tony Scott, Ridley Scott's brother, but he passed away, so now that's been put on hold. And to be very honest with you, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Warriors, the Warriors is in a class by itself. There are certain movies I believe that you don't try and remake. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's like, how do you remake The Godfather? How do you remake the certain films that were just, it, you leave it alone. It's a classic. You know, you can't recreate New York City back in the 70s. No. You can't. No, that, I mean, it, great... it's not that anymore. 42nd Street is Disneyland now. I... You know, <laughs> it doesn't look like it did in, you know, 30, 40 years ago. No. It's not. No, you know what I mean? The subways don't look like that anymore. There's no graffiti. All the great graffiti artists, they're all gone. It doesn't exist in New York anymore. I know. You you, know I mean? It was a snapshot in time, man. I think one of the last movies to capture the grittiness was uh, Jason Takes Manhattan after Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I mean, the city's gone through metamorphosis. It just doesn't look like that. You can't. And I think that the script that what Tony Scott was going to do was going to be shot in uh, L.A. Now, I, you know, I love California and L.A., but L.A. is not New York City. You no, know what I mean? No. It's, it's just not. When you're going to have palm trees in the back and hot rod cars and gangs holding blocks, that was not the Warriors. That's not the Warriors. Yeah. You cannot yeah. say, okay, well, we'll put it in L.A. I mean, I, I didn't know how, how what his version, vision of the movie was, but I'm glad that, it's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I hope that they never remake the Warriors. So, because it's a classic, it's beautiful the way it is. It has stand the test of time. Oh, it absolutely. People look has. at the film now and think that, well, this was shot almost forty years ago. Yeah, thirty something. You don't you don't see that. You know what I mean? You don't feel that. You feel like, wow, this is an amazing film. It, you know, it's so funny because, you know, on Halloween, all the big universities and colleges and all this stuff all around the city, people dress as the Warriors, like Mercy and Cleon and Cochise and the Baseball Furies and the Hi-Hats and the Punks. And they dressed up as all these different gangs on all these different universities around the country. And the Warriors is such an international cult classic. We're on our way to London to do an amazing show in London in uh, four weeks from now. Oh, no kidding. What, what can you tell oh, us about yeah. it? Well, it's called uh, UK uh, Conclave Warriors UK... UK Conclave. You can go on the other uh, site. It's uh, called UK Conclave, the Warriors, and uh, we'll be in a town called Birmingham, and uh, we'll be there for three days, meeting all the fans. Everybody's coming out from London, and uh, we'll be meeting and signing autographs and, and doing a big Q and A and all this and all that. You know, so we're looking forward to it, and we'll hopefully, hopefully, we'll have uh, an Asian and a European tour uh, coming up next year. Oh man, that's that's fantastic! Yeah, it's it's you're right, man. It's a, it's a cult classic. It's it, it has that grittiness and that feel to it. Like, yes, there there are times where it's like, okay, this does look a little seventies, but it's all it also has a timeless quality to it. And 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 like, yes. it, it could have been shot in the eighties, the nineties. It could have been shot, you know, a couple years ago. It just has a 
it has a grittiness. And uh, you're, you mentioned the convention in England. Um, so are you? Do you do conventions or what? It's uh, do you make appearances? Yeah, I do. We do Comic Con. Matter of fact, Terry and I will be appearing at uh, New York City Comic Con uh, March 11th and 12th. You can go on the website. It's called New York City Comic Con. All right, and Terry and I will be appearing. Oh, we'll nice. be doing auto, signing autographs, taking pictures, meeting fans, all of that. Uh, they have a lot of other wonderful guests. Uh, Michael and I, Mike Beck and I, just came back uh, in January. We were guest artists at uh, Comic Con called Albuquerque Comic Con in New Mexico, and which was a blast. It was wonderful. I think we had something like thirty thousand people came out. Wow. You know, it was just an amazing, amazing one, and. Uh, you know, so we do these comic cons around the country and around the world, and uh, we have a lot of fun. And people can meet, and you know, our fans can meet us and take pictures. And we do Q and A. We talk about the movies. And we sign autographs. All of that. You know what I mean? And uh, people can go and actually go on my website also if they want to get pictures and all that. I have a website called uh, www.actordavidd.harris.com. Again, www actor david d harris dot com so the d is a simple d david d it's all one word david d harris dot com www.actordaviddharris.com oh, right and that's on. my own personal w- website and uh your listeners can go on that and uh ask me questions and you know there are pictures up there for them to purchase and you know all kinds of things so you know, and they can come down if the, your your fans that are here, your listeners here in New York, and come and see Terry Micus and I at the Big Apple Comic Con March 11th and 12th oh, in New York City. Great, I yeah, will def- be at. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I'll definitely uh, promote that and and uh, you know post that on our Facebook and everything. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's great. Uh, you got hey, you got a huge fan here in New Hampshire, man. I'm 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 uh, at the base of Mount Monadnock in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, talking to you right now. So, the uh, okay, well, you know, if you you know a promoter up there that wants to have us up there, just let them know that they can get a hold of us, and uh, you know, we we don't mind coming up to New Hampshire and, and doing a you know a special guest appearance and kind of there. Yeah. Whatever you know, we're, we're available. That would be awesome, and and I, I think your biggest fan in Massachusetts is my buddy Chris Coos, who's a a rapper from the uh, uh, Lemonster Fitchburg area, and and he's he's got me beat here, man. He's got a tattoo of the Warriors on his forearm. Oh so, wow, he's a fan. Yeah, he's a fan. So hey, Chris Coos, uh, I got David Harris here giving you a shout out. So that's for you. <laughs> hey, hey for you, Chris Coos. Can you dig it? Nice. So, so to kind of wrap up here. So, thirty-eight years on, David, and we were just talking about the legacy. What you know? What's uh, you know? What's the reception like when you go uh, into places like Europe, who maybe even people who haven't been to New York City, you know, have really only experienced it through film. I mean, what are some of the conversations and reactions you get from some of the fans across the pond? Uh, everything has been so positive and so high energy, and people saying that you know, I've loved this film. I've watched this film since I was twelve years old. There was one fan that wrote me that so he saw the film over three thousand times. You know, like anytime he gets depressed, he calls on me, pops the film in his you know it's a machine and, and watches the Warriors. And uh, so many people uh, have warrior parties and all kinds of fans just love the movie. They're so dedicated, you know, uh, to the film and to the characters, and they they send us much love and they all you know would l- love one day to be able to 
meet us and give us a big hug and take a picture. So it's been extremely positive from around the world and this country and around the world. And we very much appreciate it. You know, you know, the fans make the actors, the fans make the film, the fans make make us. And, and to, to know that you're so loved and you're so appreciated by means and means and means of people, it's just something that, you know, you smile really good about and you feel really good about. Yeah, it's just, like yourself, well, you're a big fan. Yeah, exactly. And, hey, you know, hey, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. And I, I, I thank you so much for for taking your time, you know, out of your your day to talk to me. And and uh, you know, big big hugs to you, man. Love and respect, and and hugs to you from New Hampshire. And um, you know, if I'm in next time I'm in New York City, you know, maybe we can give me a, give me a buzz and we'll we'll go and we'll break some bread. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, hey, everybody, David Harris. Uh, again, I thank you so much, and I wish you continued success. And do you have anything else? Thank you. Anything else in the pipeline? You mentioned you were still in the business. Are you? Are there any other films or yeah, TV yeah. shows that you're working I, you on? Know, you want to plug? I, I have I have a, a, little, a beautiful little film coming out called His Dying Wish. It's a it's a small movie, but look for it. It's called it's a new director, a new writer, uh, small film, very low budget film, but it's a beautiful little film, and it's called His Dying Wish. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll definitely look for that. Okay. Right. Well, awesome. Well, hey, well, uh, thanks again, and and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Do you want to leave uh, the audience with any of your favorite lines from the film, or or, or a yeah. special goodbye? Yeah. If you can count, suckers. Can <laughs> you dig it? There you go. Magic. All right. Hey. <laughs> Take care, David. Take care now. Have All a right. great night. Bye-bye. Right. You too. Bye. That was David Harris, Cochise from The Warriors. Great movie. I mean, I just, I watched the movie so many times growing up, and I still watch it. And uh, it's just one of those unique films, man. Like David was saying, it only comes along once in a lifetime, and it's got that feeling. I think I might pop it in tonight, but I hope that you guys enjoyed this interview. And uh, we got more to come. And Eric will be back joining me next time. And we're going to be delving into some of the topics of the day, as well as more interviews and news that you want to hear dissected by the Jackman Brothers. I'm Mike Jackman from Jackman Radio, signing off. Can you dig it?